2: Good morning to you. Welcome into the action line from WGNS. This is a big day for WGNS. This is the day that uh, we celebrate starting tonight, our 74th anniversary. It was back in 1946, as a matter of fact, 10 o'clock in the evening, 1946, that WGNS signed on the air. We signed on at 10 o'clock in the evening so that we could ring in the new year of 1947, and that was 74 years ago. It was cold weather, much as it is right now, had a little drizzle in the air, just like we are having now. And one of the big things at that time was the hub store on the Murfreesboro Square. And, of course, this time of the year, cold weather, winter weather, you needed something especially badly, and the Hub Store had it. And that became something WGNS really was known for, a special sound. Boots, boots, boots. Yes, the Hub Store on the west side of the square has boots for everyone. Boots,
3: boots, boots. For the men, the Hub Store has four buckle boots, five buckle boots, zipper boots, and knee boots.
2: Boots, boots, boots. For the ladies, the hub has reindeer, slip-on rubber boots, and fur waterproof boots. Boots, boots, boots. For the children, the hub has slip-on rubber boots, four-buckle boots, and zipper boots. Boots, boots, boots. That's the hub store where you can get boots, boots, boots for the entire family. That went way back, and John Hood remembers those days. Uh, he was on WGS in the earlier days. John, good morning. Tell us what that commercial brings to mind for you. Good to have you with us this morning.
0: Well, Bart, thank you, and good morning to everyone. Yes, I remember Saul Arbit was the owner of the uh, Hub store, and he used to do the commercials for us. He'd do the boots, 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 and we always got a lot of of, uh, reaction from those commercials. That was a great day.
2: Oh, very definitely. Now, when WGNS came on the air... It, uh, you know, the timing, I guess, didn't always work out exactly perfect. And so uh, I think they had always thought about being in Cecil Elrod's French shop. But uh, in the beginning, they didn't have that all technically put together. So they were down at the transmitter. Uh, Did you ever see that location at the transmitter?
0: Oh, I' worked in the in the transmitter building, yeah, we broadcast them several times down there, and that was off of south church street, <coughs> excuse me near where the where the tower is now,
2: right <coughs> Now, I and had heard all sorts of interesting
0: It was three hundred and thirty feet tall. Yes, I remember uh doing doing the work down there.
2: Tell us what did that building look like It, it was not the building that is down there now.
0: As I recall, it was a concrete block building, painted white, uh, not anything special. It was very plain and ordinary building from the outside, but it had the transmitter inside and, and all the equipment. You, you probably don't have a transmitter as large as we had to have in those days.
2: <laughs> those were good heaters back then, too. <laughs> uh, they really put out the heat. John, we have some folks uh, who have called in who want to share some memories with us, too. Let's take a few phone calls. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? Hello there. I'm fine.
3: Good. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. I remember John Hood. I'm Don Moser.
2: Hi, John. How are you?
3: I'm doing great. Thank you.
2: Well, tell yes, us. Yes, sir.
3: I remember the Hub store. You know, it's a lot of old buildings up there. You remember Fishers, Men's
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what did you remember most about the square? What did you enjoy doing when you went to the square?
3: Enjoy going to all of the local stores up there, because the, all the local stores were up on the square.
2: Those were some good days.
3: Good days, yes, sir.
2: All righty. Well, we thank you for calling and sharing those memories, and uh, John is listening to you. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today?
4: Is that me, Bob? It is you. Yes, this is Johnny Reed, and uh, I'm. I think I'm gonna enjoy your program this morning. I see you got business uh, on on the air with this morning, John Hood.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh,
4: I met him out at uh, Samsonite Night when I was working out there on Samsonite Night Boulevard back in the day, and uh, I think he moved furniture or some from from his parents' house or some he. He hired me and another friend of mine, and uh, he needed somebody to you know help him move a couple of pieces of furniture to Lebanon, Tennessee, I believe it was, and and he's been a good, but been a good guy, and and up around the square, man, I tell you, the reason I'm calling in, because the day, uh, 46 years ago, it was my birthday, oh. <laughs> which was November the 8th. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so I kind of grew up with WGNS Radio Station, you know what I'm saying?
2: So it has really memories tied to you and your birthday.
4: Yeah, I grew up around the square and up around to, you know, the neighborhoods and stuff. And this is just really home for me, rather. uh, And I'm just glad that, good Lord, is just about to let me see another year go through here. And and y'all have a, a blessed day and just... Keep up the good work, Bart. Thank you, your Johnny. And family, y'all have a happy new year.
2: You too, Johnny. Thank you for calling and sharing those memories with us. That was good to hear from him, John. I tell you, it, it's people have great memories of being downtown, being in Murfreesboro. Uh, as you look back, John, on those earlier years, how was Murfreesboro different? When WGNS signed on the air in 1947, was it pretty dramatically different from what it is now?
0: Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> All the retail businesses at that time were concentrated downtown and around the public square. That was long before shopping centers like Jackson Heights and Mercury Plaza and the ones that we've had in the, in, in the interim. Quite, quite different uh, physically set up.
2: And people, their way of life, I guess, was totally different. They knew their neighbors. Now, that's one thing I think that COVID-19 has reignited. People are starting to meet their neighbors again, uh, which which is a good thing. Yeah,
0: probably right. But especially getting to know their family members even better. as They're yeah. being uh, uh, isolated from the day-to-day things.
2: Right, and, and you're talking more with each other. Let's hope that some of the things we have learned will stay with us uh, in coming generations.
0: Well, I hope so, yeah.
2: John, you did some things that were really fascinating on WGNS, and we have some pictures of these on our website. Uh, one of those was a spelling bee. People really got into that. Tell us about your memories of those spelling bee broadcasts. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a program we did, uh I don't know whether it was weekly or monthly, but regularly, was the Weatherford County School System. Miss Sue McKee was a supervising teacher, and we enjoyed having the students in the studios and giving out the words, and then eventually at the end of the year, we'd have a champion and a winner. But we were able to focus on the education system and the children from the various schools. It was a great program.
2: How many students would be here in that spelling bee? You know, about how many?
0: Bart, I don't recall. Not a large number each time, but we had it many times over.
2: Now, you also were the person who went out and did what we refer to as Man on the Street interviews. We have pictures of you walking around the square with a microphone, talking to people. That was a fascinating and very popular program as well.
0: We used to do the Man on the Street, particularly down where Roland Jewelers was located, close to where A.L. Smith Drugstore and on the public square. And we would enjoy talking to people as they came along and tell us who they were, what they were doing downtown, what their occupation was and anything interesting about them. It was a a fun program.
2: Now, Cecil Elrod, who owned the radio station at that time, he had some uh, unique uh, things that we've heard about him. He would uh, go from rooftop to rooftop in the morning hours before businesses opened on the square and string lines, telephone lines, wires, so that he could broadcast. This was back before we had... A lot of wireless broadcasting with wireless microphones and things. So he had to have a a real wire connection. And so as you did those broadcasts, you were connected usually by a wire.
0: Absolutely. We we were always connected by a wire. And that was the day before wireless, as you said. But uh, uh, you had to order from the telephone company to have a line put in for a particular broadcast at a certain time, but Cecil, <coughs> excuse me, Cecil had picked up a lot of uh, telephone lines from the maneuvers at that time, and he would get up in the early morning and string the lines from store to store or, or wherever our broadcast was supposed to be, saving a lot of the expenses. And some of the telephone company people told me when they would find one of those lines, they would enjoy clipping it, but
2: that was why we were able to broadcast. Oh, boy. And local radio then, just as it is now, was focused on getting out the news. The news is always important, whether it's happening locally or whether it is happening uh, nationwide. And WGNS was known for bringing you all of the news.
0: WGNS, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Direct time now is ten o'clock, and time for the news
4: from the Liberty Newsroom. First, here are the headlines: the UN High Command has placed the blame for the Korean truce stalemate.
2: Direct. And of course, we would take you to
5: fascinating places. From Stewart Air Force Base, Tennessee, the Liberty Broadcasting System presents the music of young America's favorite Johnny Long and his orchestra. station WGNS in nearby Murfreesboro, Tennessee. LBS sends you away 30 minutes of your favorite Johnny Long music. Almost 3,000 airmen of the 314th crew carrier Wing, here at and their guests are gathered here in this huge SF center to dance as you listen to the music of Johnny Long. Now, here's John Hood. Thank you very much, Dana Harris, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the music of Johnny Long and his orchestra. We'll open our tune quite appropriately tonight from the heart of the Southland with Dixie. Seward Air
2: Force Base, that's in Smyrna, Tennessee, was in Smyrna, Tennessee. It's where the airport is there now. John Hood was there broadcasting live That was sort of a different kind.
0: (laughs) Back in those days, Bart, there was a guy named Gordon McClendon who had a sports network, was really uh, successful in broadcasting baseball and other sports around the country. And he decided to get into a full-time network with all kinds of programming. We had a gentleman at Seward Air Base that had worked with uh, one of the large uh, booking companies. I used to remember his name, it fails me now. But he was able to book a lot of name bands into, into Seward. <clears throat> he would find them, say, playing a, a, a show uh, Saturday night in Chicago, and they needed to be in New Orleans for a show on, say, Tuesday night. So what he would work out, he would work out a deal to fly them with an Air Force plane from Chicago to uh, New Orleans or wherever. But in the interim, they were to stop in Murfreesboro, land in Nashville, and do a show at Seward Air Base. So he was able to get a lot of name bands, one of whom was Johnny Long and his orchestra. Oh, and I brilliant. remember uh, several others. That, and, and so Gordon McClendon was an- anxious in getting programming, so he let us feed all of this. To the Liberty Network, and we've got nationwide coverage.
2: Uh, that is fascinating to see that happening. How did they get the programmings across the nation from Murfreesboro?
0: Well, I'm sure it was by, by wire. We had to feed it into some central point, and then they would distribute it around the country with our network
2: okay and you had the good fun of being able to mc those broadcasts that went all over the nation through WGNs that had to be a thrill for you
0: it was another orchestra <clears throat> another orchestra we had there was billy may he had been a uh, studio orchestra doing recordings and he got so popular that he put a band together and traveled so we had Billy May to do one of the concerts at Seward. He gave me the uh, he gave me the list of programming to announce the numbers and one of my I I, I I got down in the list and I said, the next number will be spare, lean baby." <laughs> they told me later, no, no, no The note was that is a spare if we needed to fill the time. <laughs> and the, the the song was lean baby so i'll never forget that error
2: <laughs> john you know being in radio is almost a disease you get into it and you fall in love with it and you just have it in your heart forever and i Very think true. you have that you have that i mean you, you still love radio as much today as you did back in the early
0: years oh yeah absolutely
2: and i remember when you were our state representative, you asked me one day, and, and you may remember this—I don't know—you said we're going to be opening a new bridge. Uh, would you mind if I did a broadcast from there? And I thought, mind—I would love for you to do that. And and you did the uh, the live broadcast of the bridge from there in Las Casas.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: You know, tell us what what that was like, because that's a part of our history.
0: Well, that was just part of it. And, uh, with the new bridge that's there was an old uh, steel bridge, you know, very narrow. In fact, you almost held your breath when you passed another car on that. And we were able to get a widened modern concrete bridge. One of the things that, that that I remember particularly about the Las Casas Bridge, when I was in the House of Representatives, as you mentioned, Andy Womack decided not to run again. He was a state senator because his mother was very ill. And he thought he and he needed some time to spend with the family, help the family take care of her. So Andy had decided he would not run again for re-election. So several people, uh, lobbyists and others, had encouraged me: "You ought to do this. You ought to run for, for that office and move to the Senate." Well, you know, it sounded interesting, and I and I, uh, I thought about it. And I thought, well, I'll do it. So I was going to make the announcement at eight o'clock on a morning from the Las Casas Bridge.
2: And that's where you announced that you would be running for State House of Representatives?
0: No, no. Oh. No, it was this. We talked about the State Senate. I the oh, okay. House.
2: Oh, you were, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So about
0: 4.30 that morning, <clears throat> I woke up, and something told me, the good Lord, I would assume, told me, don't do this. You don't need to do this. So I called the lady that was handling Donna was handling all my work, and told Donna that I changed my mind, that well, I wasn't do it. So we went ahead and did the, did the press conference at Las Casas Bridge, and I made the announcement I was going to stay in the House of Representatives, and I've never regretted that decision.
2: Oh, you did so much good for the community. I did not realize uh, about that change of events, and we broadcast that you were the MC of the, uh, the bridge opening. J- John, we've got a, another caller who wants to be a part of the program, so uh, let's see if you would hold on just a second. And we will go to the phones here. Our phone number, by the way, is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. I tell you, before we go to the phones, let's pause for just a moment and uh, catch up on some of the things that are happening, and we will be back and continue the conversation. We're celebrating our 74th anniversary here on WGNS John Hood is with us this morning. We're reminiscing about some of the earlier days in Murfreesboro. And if you want to share some of your memories, give us a call, won't you? 615-893-1450.
6: This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. When it's
0: getting cold outside and you don't want to really get out of your car, Demas's has now started a curbside service. So you can order online, put your make and model of your car into the website, and when the food is ready, we will bring it out to your car, and therefore you can still be in your pajamas and come and get lunch and go back to your home if you want to. Curbside service. It's just another level of service of which we are trying to provide the residents of Murfreesboro.
6: Visit us online
0: at demasrestaurants.com.
1: Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. I wanted to invite you to come shop at Murfreesboro's only locally owned and family run full line pet store. A lot of folks are surprised when they come see us for the first time to find out how big the store really is. Animal City has two floors full of the best pets and only the best products for them. Come see us at Animal City and let our 30 years of experience benefit you and your pet. This is Amanda from Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Morning watching traffic volume increased quite a bit in the last few minutes out here on 24, even more so coming out of Coffee County into Rutherford. Tons of radar already out here up and down sections of I-24 and even 840 as well this morning. Be careful. They're gonna run a lot of radar over the next couple of days. Hey to cater your next holiday party, call Princess Hot Chicken or simply go online. PrincessHotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck here on Time Traffic.
2: Thank you, Chuck. It is a wet Thursday, the last day of 2020. A look now at the Murfreesboro weather brought to you by Capstar Bank.
6: Mainly cloudy this afternoon. Areas of rain early on. High near 49. Tonight, mainly cloudy. Chance of showers developing. Temperatures hold fairly steady, low 47. I'm Laura Lockwood on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 40.
2: Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but will always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. If you have something to buy, sell, or trade, call me. Weekday mornings at 7.50 for Swap and Shop.
0: WTNS, AM, FM, and online
5: neighbor Station, Muffriesboro, Tennessee. Oh, just take some life. If the live. Darn to the top. Don't say it's five.
6: Five o'clock, five o'clock, five o'clock.
5: Yes, it's five o'clock and time to refresh at McCord and Harris Soda Fountain. Meet your friends and wet your whistle at McCord and Harris Soda Fountain. Refreshments and pleasant surroundings, McCord and Harris on the square in Muffriesboro.
2: Wow, that was 1947, just a clips back in history. John Hood is with us this morning, and so are you. Quite a few folks sort of reminiscing this morning as WGNS begins its 74th anniversary. Let's go to the phones. Good morning, you're on WGNS with John Hood. How are you today? Man, how you doing? Doing great. Good to hear you this morning. Well,
4: my name is Gertrude, and uh, we used to be... Uh, Sharecroppers on a Jesse Jordan farm. I guess him in Barfield. I just remember that. In the... Anyway, oh, when mm-hmm. yeah, I was talking about the spelling bee. I just want to call in and tell him my brother was my older brother was a, a participant on the on the radio back then, the and he won the contest. Oh boy, Preston well, Wood, Preston Wood Junior. He's still
2: living. He's eighty years old. Wow, uh, did he get a, an award, a plaque? He or? got five dollars. Well, that was a big deal back then. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that is great. Well, thank you for sharing that memory with us today. Okay, thank you. You have a great day. Good morning. You're on WGNS with John Hood. Hi. Good morning. Well, good morning.
1: This is Pat. Hi, Pat. And I have a couple of memories, if I if I can share two. Sure. One of them. Uh, in the early 1950s, um, when I would come home from school on the school bus, I would rush in and turn on WGNS so I could listen to The Lone Ranger. Oh, yeah. And, and the shows that came on around that time, because we didn't have a television. So the radio was my contact with the outside world, and I loved all those shows I got to hear on the radio. Uh, and the, well, my very favorite was at Christmas time when we wrote in letters to Santa and sent them to the station, mm-hmm. and then Santa Claus would come on the air from the North Pole with the wind blowing and all all those uh, images that it conjures up in a child, and they would read your letter to Santa on the radio.
2: Those were big days back then. And- those.
1: Were- big to a child,
2: for sure. We talk about the theater of the mind, and that's what radio was, because you couldn't see things, but that was probably better. You heard the Lone Ranger, and in your mind, you saw that cowboy out making things brighter. You saw Santa Claus with that fierce north wind uh, talking to you from the north pole, and it was a clearer picture than what you see on
1: TV. Exactly, exactly. And if I can share one more memory. Sure. Uh, Back about 30, this would be 38 years ago, my father was living with us, and he was in the last stages of cancer. And his birthday was on February 3rd, and I called in the station his birthday, and he won the birthday cake but in those days, you called the person, and they got to answer on the air, and you wished them happy birthday.
2: Oh, that was neat. And it yeah, was,
1: uh, you just, I can see his face light up, because he won the cake that day, and he, he got to participate uh, on the air with winning the cake, and, um, and, and he died a few months after that. What so great it was. Yeah. It was a great memory and a great gift that uh, you all did, uh, calling people uh, to wish them happy birthday.
2: Well, I tell you, thank you for sharing that with us this morning. You're welcome. You have a super day, Pat.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
2: John, you remember those days. Uh, the, the radio has made a difference in the lives of so many people.
0: Yes, you know, you played that in my McCord and Harris Drugstore commercial a while ago. McCord and Harris Drugstore was located on the north side of the square. We had Buchanan and Drug Store on the east side of the square, along with Carr and Martin Drugstore. And over on Maple Street, we had Stick and Griffith Store and Harrison Drugs. So we had drugstores all over the, the downtown area.
2: Well, everything was downtown from what? Oh, yes. I mean, uh, as you mentioned, we didn't have any shopping centers. I guess uh, the first one was out on Broad, uh, Jackson Heights. I
0: think Jackson Heights was the first one, yes. Uh-huh.
2: And then our, you remember our first uh, big discount store? It wasn't real big, but we, we had one. Do you remember Gibson's?
0: Yes, right.
2: Uh huh. Down off of College Street, uh, where there's a uh, this was a little store uh, out in out in the uh, uh, field almost uh, back then, and then the second one I guess came to where uh, the uh, Nissan dealership is now, and I've forgotten the name of that one. What was that one called? Do you recall?
0: Where Nissan. I remember the story you're talking about. And I can't pull it up right now.
2: Yeah, maybe somebody listening. This is this is where talk radio helps out <laughs> when we can't remember something. Everybody uh, sort of pitches in and, and try to remember some of those things. Those were some interesting days. Uh, I remember when uh, Mercury Plaza opened, which is over on Mercury Boulevard. Right. WGNS uh, was around with uh, Wolfman Jack. You remember Wolfman?
0: I do remember,
2: yeah. And so he was uh, in town, and in fact, he had a show regularly on WGNS back then, uh, the Wolfman Show, and we had a chance to meet him. What a great guy. he! Re- I mean, uh, he was a superstar back then uh, and, and was in movies and what have you. John, hold on again. We've got another person to uh, join us this morning. You're on WGNS with John Hood. Hi. How are you today?
6: I'm fine. And the store you're thinking about was Clark's. Clark's,
2: that's right. Did you go into Clark's ever? I do not remember. Okay. Uh, I do remember Clark's, though. But I remember Gibson's for some reason stronger. uh, And it was not a huge store, but, you know, it was different. It was the beginning of, of discount stores. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Any other memories you want to share with us?
6: Not right now that I can think of.
2: Okay, well, you have a good day, and thank you for sharing that. Clark's, John, that, that does... Yes. B- comes that is
6: correct.
0: That's the name. Yes, yeah,
2: comes into focus all of a sudden. Right, uh-huh. We had so many great things back then. Restaurants were different in Murfreesboro back then. They were, I guess, all pretty much local at that
0: time i'd say you had very few chains at that time here or in existence period
2: and when when you really wanted a good meal i mean a, a special night it was a, an anniversary a, a special event was happening what what place stands out in your mind where was your special go to place that you wouldn't go to for a regular meal but it was special
0: i don't remember any names back at that time i know Shoney's was down on Broad Street oh, when yeah. I first came into Murfreesboro. I remember that. And that was a great attraction.
2: Very definitely. And uh I, I think the special places uh I remember were Al Sullivan's and I've oh, for- yes, forgotten sorry. the name. No, oh, of- Al
0: Sullivan's yes. Yes, right. I'm I'm sorry I wasn't thinking of that one. That was a special place. Yes.
2: That's very definitely and, and even the Omni Hut. You'd drive to Smyrna, but the Omni Hut was out there and what a neat place. And then at the uh, Murfreesboro Motel across, no, Al Sullivan's was at the Murfreesboro Hotel across the street. Uh, What was the restaurant at the hotel across the street? It was uh, Trotter's, was it, or something? It had to do with horses. Uh, And and I remember they sold. The
0: the, the saddle restaurant was at the Jackson Motel. That's it, that's it. That was was a very fine restaurant, yes. Uh, George Frye. F-R-E-Y, George Frey, is one had the restaurant.
2: Popular place, especially on Sundays. Another popular place on Sundays was uh, over at the hotel, uh, James K. Polk Hotel. James
0: K. Polk, right.
2: That, they had a great buffet
0: there. Well, Mrs. Shipp moved over there from her restaurant there down on... Uh East Main Street, moved into the hotel in later years and and did some real fine food there.
2: Ah, it was great. John, let's take some more memories from listeners. And you're on WGNS with John Hood. Good morning. How are you today? Hi. Yes,
3: sir. Are you talking to me?
2: Absolutely. Good to have you here.
3: Oh, well, thank you. Uh, Well, my name is A.J. Patton, and uh, the lady is correct about that, uh, Clark's. Uh, And I did go in there a lot. And they had stuff that was in there uh, that uh, you couldn't find at some other places, but then they had stuff that you could. Like, uh, you remember Big K?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: That was up there beside it and had that huge Big K. (laughs) When I was growing up, I seen that big old K, and I seen that, it's like, Wow, you know, look at that big old shopping center, you know. Mm-hmm, but Clark's was a very nice store. Um, big store. And then store. the only other one we had was Roses.
2: Yeah, I remember Roses and over Mercury Plaza. I remember,
3: I remember the out there on the 41 Highway, that's where they kept the new cars. You remember? They would uh, drop new cars off and pick up. And then you come in and then all of a sudden it into a two lane and there's that little gas station down there off on your right.
2: Mm-hmm. And when you
3: came to that light and once you went underneath that, I, I was always uh, very excited to see the Coca-Cola plant. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and,
2: um, they would actually bottle yeah. the Coca-Colas there.
3: Yes. Yes. It was just amazing, you know, to, uh, for me to be a little kid. To see that big old coca plant, to me, it's big. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And uh, and then go up on the square where um, everything was and see that uh, old movie theater, all lit up, you know.
2: But those and, are some uh, fun things, yeah. Sir? I, I was just saying those are some fun days.
3: Yes, yeah, sir. I mean, that, that nice big theater up there, you know. And uh, as far as Shoney's, you know, That was the main thing back in the older days. Uh, You know, they had, uh, you could eat eat inside, and then they had a two-lane pull-up where, you know, two cars could park. Mm -hmm. And people would, on Friday and Saturday nights, would always cruise down broad up Jacks Heisman, back around Shawnee's until, you know, they got tired and went home. But uh, uh, these uh, things uh, I miss very dearly. Uh Mercer has grown now and I just missed the old days. I, I think that was good living days and I appreciate your show but I want to come in, you know, call in and make make some comments.
2: Well I do appreciate.
3: And, and uh I just uh you know, uh think that uh this is a nice radio station and I hope it just keeps on going. Uh listen to you just brought back so many uh, memories. Uh, I'm 67 years old, and, uh, you know, you, you get a lot of stuff off this station where you don't get other places, you know? And uh, and so I just want to call in and just wanted to make that comment. But Clark's was a real nice little store. It really was.
2: Oh, it was a fun place, and, yeah. And,
3: yes, sir. And if I need something where I couldn't find Find it, I could always find it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely.
2: Thank you, you know? for sharing that with us today. Thank you for the memories. Yes, yes sir. Well, thank you. You have a great day. Uh, he was talking about Shonies and all of those things. Those were fun days. I remember another place on down broad, John, you may remember Roscoe's. The unique thing about Roscoe's, they were where you got hot dogs. I don't mean just any hot dog. I mean a Roscoe dog. And they would put whatever you wanted to on it. The thing that stands out in my mind, Roscoe's made you feel like you were back at the carnival, the state fair. And uh, they had sawdust on the floor, things of that sort. Good morning. You're on WGNS with John Hood. How are you today?
3: I'm doing great. How are you gentlemen doing this
2: morning? We're having a party up here. Sure are.
0: Yes, and I tell you what, I can't even get out of my car. I took my son to work at Publix this morning, and I'm sitting in my driveway out here in Readable, (laughs) and I can't get out because I'm afraid I'm going to miss something,
2: Bart. Oh, I tell you, that's what's fun about reminiscing.
0: That is, and I I could go on forever. I grew up right over on Bell Street, so all of the Murfreesboro City uh, was just very important to to me, and I've talked to you guys several times, but I wanted to compliment both you gentlemen real quick and then I'll give somebody else a chance I am super impressed with Mr. Hood because as a young man uh, not into politics but really knowing my duty was to vote I met John Hood and you know <clears throat> it's kind of emotional because he was one of the first politicians I mean he come right up to me introduced himself you know told me kind of you know quickly what he believed in and what he was fighting for and asked for my vote, and shook my hand, and that was really important, you know, really important to get me started in politics. Just knowing that it was my duty and something to do. And then instead of sharing a ton of memories, because like I say I grew up in the stockyards and just everything downtown and hub. But but I hope you guys understand what your station means <clears throat> to this community because it's like it's like I'm listening to you or Sheriff Jones or, or Brian Barrett or. John Dinkins or, or Dalton, poor old Dalton. They pick on him constantly. I'm listening to you guys, and it's like you're ten foot away because I know what you're talking about. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, we're right there, sharing memories, sharing yeah. things that we all did together.
0: That's that's correct. But I wanted to compliment both you gentlemen, and uh, it's going to be a messy day, and it's a perfect day for doing exactly. I've listened over the years as you as you've celebrated different anniversaries and. And every time I enjoy it. So I'm glad you're doing this show, and you guys keep up the good work and have a great day.
2: Well, you too, and thank you for sharing those memories with us this morning. Let's take another call. You're on WGNS with John Hood.
4: Good morning, Bart. Good, good morning, morning, Mr. Hood. It's uh, good to hear your voice this morning, Mr. Hood. I haven't seen you out in a while. I've known you for years and years and years. But I also wanted to say, Bart, we're talking about the restaurant uh, don't forget about Frost Top.
2: Oh, Frost yes. Top was Absolutely.
4: was one of the best.
2: Out there on uh, Memorial?
4: No, it was on Broad. On Broad? broad right there. Yeah. Oh, by right the tower? Broad.
2: Is that the one by the tower?
4: It also was across from Jackson Brothers Oldsmobile. Okay,
2: okay, okay.
4: Carl, Carl, Carl Russell used to come in and eat uh, lunch every day, and he worked for uh, Jackson Brothers uh, Chevrolet and Oldsmobile right there on Broad.
2: Saw them on the rise you, there, a little rise in the ground.
4: Yes, sir. Okay. Well, they got that light on it. Uh, they brought College Street through there, and that's when uh, they bought Frostop out. They had to, Mister Lee had to close. But we had some good restaurants back in Snow White. Skeeter Castleberry ran it. Yeah. And like Clark's Department Store, Mister Beasley used to manage Clark's Department Store.
2: Those so were some. I'm
4: 70, yeah. seventy-two, born and raised here, so. I remember a lot of the stuff y'all were talking about.
2: Those were some fun, fun days.
4: Yeah. So oh, y'all keep up the good work and good to hear from Mr. Hood.
2: Thank you for calling. Oh. John, those were some great memories people were sharing.
0: Absolutely. Bart, you, <clears throat> when you talk about restaurants while ago, you mentioned the Saddle Restaurant. Mm-hmm. The Saddle was located at Jackson Motel.
2: <clears throat> oh, yeah, which, yeah.
0: Which was owned and operated by Herman Jackson. Mr. Jackson had been a basketball referee. He went to Kentucky and other major schools refereeing. So he became friends with a Happy Chandler, who had been a, at, at at University of Kentucky later governor and later commissioner of baseball. So he he always stopped to eat at the at the saddle <coughs> to visit with uh, Herman Jackson. <coughs> Excuse me. He called me one day and said he was. Hey, <laughs> well, excuse me, going to be there. So I went down to interview him, and I recorded the interview. It was a 30-minute program. I asked him three questions, and that was it. I mean, he said so much to say that that, that took care of the whole program. So I always have great memories the... Saddle Restaurant.
2: John, you did an interview. You talked with so many fascinating people. You talked with a person who is a legend. He's now passed away, but we're talking about uh, J.C. Penney. Uh, you actually talked with J.C. Penney on his visit to Murfreesboro. Tell us he about interviewed that. interviewed
0: him twice. He was here during the construction of the new store, which is where uh, Murfreesboro Federal, not Federal, um, savings and was going to be, uh, and uh, then he came during the grand opening, and I don't remember there was a luncheon at the VA uh, for him, so I got, to, I got to visit with him two different times.
2: What kind of a person was he?
0: Oh, just a down-to-earth, just like his store, J.C. Penney, was a great department store it was, was with with just for the regular people, and he was just a regular guy out of the Midwest that started a store there, and it became a national chain.
2: Now, they used to be on the square on the north side of the square, and you're talking about that new big building that they built on the corner of Maple and college street and and that was a big store for Murfreesboro.:
0: Oh, absolutely, a very big store
2: and those were it was i guess two stories. Plus a, a full basement store.
0: I think, I think that's right. Yeah, my aunt Kelly Dement worked for J.C. Penney for most of her life until she retired.
2: And uh, next door to that, they had a strip center, and the right. Greyhound bus station was there. A right there of,
0: on, Nor- on North Maple Street. The telephone number used to be seven two seven
2: for Penney's or for the bus station?
0: No, for the bus station.
2: Okay, seven two seven. And then across the street from that was Byrne Motor Company. B- B-Y-R-N, and yeah. Byrne
0: Motor Company. <laughs> Buick and Cadillac. And then also next to the bus station was the Murfreesboro Laundry.
2: Okay. Now, I don't remember, but somebody told me that the Ford dealer was downtown uh, right around where uh, the folks uh, with the Main Street program are located uh, that 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 was the Ford dealer. That
0: uh, uh, I remember the Ford dealership being on West Main Street, just before you get to the railroad station, on the left. Okay. It may have been downtown, but I don't recall that one.
2: Well, maybe somebody else. Somebody. Oh, wait, a minute,
0: wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sanders Motor Company had the Ford dealership, and he was located at the corner of Walnut and.
2: Uh, yeah, 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 and, and uh, Walnut and Vine. Vine, yeah. Was it Vine or College? I don't know. Maybe somebody listening can help us out on that. Uh, we only have a few minutes left, so help us quickly.
0: <laughs> and I, yeah, right. I think uh, uh, Sanders had the Ford dealership back at that time. I'd forgotten that one.
2: Okay, well, let's, uh, let's take a call here. You're on WGNS with John Hood. Hi.
6: Good morning. I'm enjoying your show. You were talking about J.C. Penney's. I remember as a little girl when it was on the corner there on the square. And what always fascinated me, they put the money in a little thing, and the cord ran upstairs. Oh, that! I remember that, too. <laughs> that I, I had to be just, a little
2: kid back then. That was a long time ago.
6: That was a long time ago. I'm 77, so that that just always fascinated me when I was a small child. And the other restaurant was McKnight's. We used oh, to go to I McKnight's that too. out on, yeah.
2: on the Woodbury Highway.
6: Yes, uh-huh. That was all I was just wanted to tell you about the JCPenney's. I just thought that was the neatest thing when I was a little girl. It was a little uh, a metal. Little brown, box. uh-huh. Little brown, yeah. And they screwed the bottom off and then put the money in, screwed it on, and then it went upstairs on a cord, some type of cord, up up to, I guess, where they. They kept the money upstairs, right? and then they'd send the change back down in that little brown. It was a metal container. They screwed the bottom off of it.
2: A little up to the mezzanine. Well, thank you for uh, sharing yes. that. You <laughs> All have
6: right. A, enjoyed your show. Thank have, you very much.
2: Have a good day. Boy, John, those were some great memories. This, yeah, thank you,
0: Bart. I've enjoyed reminiscing with you.
2: It has been a whole lot of fun, John. And as you look back on uh, the earlier days of WG&S, what uh, what do you remember the most? We have about a minute and a half left in the broadcast. What what are some of the great memories that you will always you know cherish?
0: Well, some of the things we just talked about. Uh, uh, another another thing I'm trying to remember about the Saddle Restaurant when Bob Hope came to dedicate the Murphy Center, he wanted to have dinner somewhere, so I called George Frey again down at the Saddle Restaurant, and he said, "I'm not going to make anything special, but oh, come on, George, all right, so okay, I will." He had a special bread. Anyway, he put him back in the back in the private dining room. And, of course, no sooner had he gotten there, everybody in the restaurant knew Bob Hope was in the building. And they wouldn't leave. And George couldn't turn his tables over and have more and more customers. So it was a great night and a great memory of Bob Hope being here.
2: Oh, very definitely. Well, John, again, thank you so much for sharing your memories with us this morning.
0: Thank you, Bart, to everyone. It's been a real pleasure. I appreciate reminiscing, and the, the, the community has been so good to me, and I've been so blessed, and I'm grateful
2: for it. John Hood visiting with us this morning as we go back to 1947, and that is the way it was 74 years ago as WGNS now celebrates 74 years of being your good neighbor station. Now, I don't want to leave without saying hello to my son, Scott. Uh, this is Scott in 1993. He was around 19 years old back then. <music>
3: This is WGNSA in 1450. Overnight weather, 50% chance of thunderstorms, temperature with a low in the 60s. Monday, partly cloudy, 40% chance of
1: thunderstorms,
3: temperature with a high in the 80s and a low in the 60s. Tuesday, partly cloudy, temperature high in the 80s and a low in the 60s. Wednesday, partly cloudy and fair, temperature high in the 80s and a low in the 60s. Thursday, fair, temperature high in the 80s and low in the 60s. Atlanta Braves played Philadelphia, and sorry to say the Braves lost by one point. The final score, Braves eight.
0: Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center.